What is going on, everybody? And welcome into the Above the Rim podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler, where we talk about nothing but NBA basketball. And we've got a lot to get to today. Who saw this coming from Miami? I don't think anybody did, especially at the beginning of the year. So what a shock there. They are only one win away from the NBA Finals. Who knows if it would be like this otherwise, if there was no bubble or whatnot. But this team is definitely made for the bubble, and they have shown it all bubble long. So Miami, one win away from a finals appearance. The first one since the Big Three era. I'm sure Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, and those guys over there have got to be ecstatic with what they've seen from Miami so far. And Boston, Boston is definitely in some trouble now. So we will talk about that series and the game last night, what I thought about it and what I think happens in this series going forward. And we will also talk about the Nuggets and the Lakers. Nuggets getting a big, much-needed victory in Game 3 to make this thing a series again. I'll tell you what I think happens tonight, and I'll give you my reaction to Game 3, which was Tuesday night. So a lot to get to today. Let's just get right to it. And let's just get started with the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics and what we saw in Game 4 last night. I expected the Celtics to come out in Game 4 and really play like their season was on the line. I was a little disappointed in how they came out. Of course, Miami got the win, 112-109. Very good game, very close game, highly contested, but Miami again proving just that they are just a problem of a team. And I've heard it said by someone before. I don't quite know who it was, but it is so true. This team just reminds me of the 2004 Detroit Pistons. You know what I'm saying? It's not really one superstar. I mean, Chauncey Billups, he's great, of course. He's a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? He's great, but he was never in discussion of best player in the world or anything like that. He's just a player that really affected winning in a big way. And if you look at Jimmy Butler, He's done the same thing everywhere he's gone. He has that type of impact. And this Miami team does remind me of that Pistons team because they're just a hard-nosed team. They they stick to their grind. They got a bunch of dogs, and they just play on a string as a team playing team basketball. So you got to give – you got to tip your hats off to Miami because, I mean, they've really played well in this bubble and also – they just don't beat themselves. I'm looking at the turnovers here. Boston had 19 turnovers in game four. Miami only had eight. So 11 more turnovers for Boston. That's just not going to do, especially when you got a team in Miami who likes to get out and transition, a very athletic squad, a very athletic bunch. You just can't do that if you're Boston. And right now, Boston, I mean, these games, they should have won at least two more of these games, maybe two more of these games. I mean, they've let some of these games in this series get away, and their youth is showing. And the Heat's veteran presence is showing. It's a difference of if you've been there and done that or if you haven't. And I know the Celtics got to the Eastern Conference Finals when Tatum was a rookie. I get it. But that's when you're playing when you just don't know any better. You know, it gets a little different the more years you get under the league and under your belt. And I think Boston's feeling that right now because they've definitely had a few of these games in their grasp and they just haven't been able to close them out. So I think their youth is showing for sure. But back to the Heat. It looks like Bam will be good to go for Game 5, according to Eric Spolstra. So good news for them. And we've got to talk about one Tyler Hero. How good is this guy, man? As a rookie, this guy seems to make big shot after big shot after big shot. And you've heard me say, 
To me, he reminds me of Clay Thompson. And you might ask why. Well, yes, it's because he's got the three-point shot down and everything of that nature, and he can do so much more, which he showed in that game last night. He's not just a three-point shooter. He can do a lot more out there on the floor. So why does he remind me of Clay Thompson? Well, because if you look at all of his shots this postseason, every shot that Tyler Hero hits, it just feels like an impactful shot in the game. All of his shots have so much impact, it feels like. And it's really Clay Thompson-esque. And I got to tip my hat to him. 37 points in 36 minutes last night. I mean, my goodness. And the Heat, they just have that next man up mentality, man. Anybody can beat you any given night. It was Dragic a couple games in this series. Then it was Hero last night. So anybody on this team can beat you. This team is a team of full or full true professionals, which is why you see them playing the way they're playing in the bubble, because the bubble takes professionalism if you look at the logistics of the whole thing. And I don't know how you guys define or what you define as having it, but Tyler Hero has it. This guy is a rookie, and he's playing his best ball in the playoffs. And even though I've compared him to Clay Thompson, I've been a little hesitant too because, you know, a lot of people point to you, well, is he going to be as good as Clay Thompson? Is he going to be a superstar? Look, I don't know about all of that, but I do know this is how you start on that path. It's definitely how you start on that path. You show up, you perform in the playoffs. And performing like this in the playoffs as a rookie, it's only going to give this guy confidence, man. He's going to be a problem moving forward. And Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, and those guys have got to be happy that they have him because he has been big time in these playoffs. No doubt about it. And speaking of big time, Jimmy Butler has also been big time in these playoffs. He just does all the little things. What a scrappy player, man. He does all of the little things correct, and that's what you like to see. He poured in 24 points in game four, so he had another good one. And also, we got to talk about the Celtics side of things. Like, I got to give the Heat love. No one expected them to go this far, but they are proving to be a real legitimate team and a real legitimate title contender. Obviously, I mean, if you go to the finals, you're a legit title contender, and we'll see what happens. But a 3-1 lead, oftentimes that says that this team's going to make the finals. But like I said, we got to go to the Celtics here. We got to go to Jason Tatum because it's just unfortunate. You guys know I don't think he's a superstar, but that doesn't mean I don't like the guy. I just don't think he's a superstar. He doesn't warrant that type of respect, in my opinion, just yet. Now, is he going to get there in his career? Yeah, you'd be crazy to think that he's not, clearly. But right now, I just don't think he's there. And I don't think there's a problem in saying that And really, when you play the most important game of your season, it's game four, you're down 2-1. This is a momentum game. This is a momentum swing game. Celtics come out and get this game. They're feeling good, man. They're feeling good going into game five. They're feeling like they got this. They feel like they have all the confidence, all the momentum. That's why that game is a momentum game, the most important game of the season for Boston. And Tatum comes out and lays an egg in the first half. I mean, that's just not acceptable. Laid an egg in the first half. Now, I know at halftime, Jay Williams might have suggested that his ankle was a little bothering him. But, I mean, when you come out in the second half and score 28 points in the same game, I don't think the ankle was bothering him. I just think he was struggling in that first half. And the zone gives this guy problems. For whatever reason, it just gives him some problems. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Maybe he just hasn't seen much of the zone defense. But whenever Miami puts that on, Jason Tatum seems to really struggle. And zero points in the first half of the most important game of the season for the Celtics. 
I mean, you you got to be better than that if you're Jason Tatum. I mean, you really, really do. Think about if that's James Harden. If that's anybody else in the league right now, they're getting killed. Jason Tatum has got to be better now. Of course, he tried to save it with the second half with the 28 points, but you got to think, man, if he just played a little better in that first half, Boston would have been in business, and they would have had a legit, legit chance of winning this game because of what he did in the second half. So disappointed in how the first half went for Tatum and really the Celtic squad, but zero points for Tatum. Like I said, he's got to be better than that because he is better than that. But he is a young player, and the Celtics are a young team. And they'll learn from these mistakes. I really believe that. They will. They will learn from these mistakes. Now we got to ask the question, is this series over? Is this series over at 3-1? We've seen two 3-1 comebacks so far in these playoffs done by the Nuggets. But can the Celtics do it? Now, even though closeout games are very hard, and even though the Celtics are a very well-coached team, I think these closeout games for Miami will be a little bit harder than maybe they are anticipating because I certainly don't think Boston is just going to roll over and let Miami beat them. No, I think Boston will respond. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston gets Game 5 and makes this thing a little more interesting, but I just don't see the Heat losing three games in a row. You know what I mean? I mean, I think... What they've proven so far in this postseason is that they are mentally tough and they're just a hard-nosed basketball team. The leadership of this team, the leadership of Jimmy Butler, Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, the leadership of this team, the next man up type mentality, everything like that, just the dog mentality, I don't see Miami losing three straight games. I just don't. They responded after one loss pretty well against the Celtics. And I just I just don't see three games in a row losing to this team. So I think Miami does have the series in the bag, whether it goes five, whether it goes six. That's neither here nor there. I don't think it's going to get to seven. Now, I wouldn't bet on it because the East picks have been horrible. But I'm done betting against Miami. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to bet against Miami. I think they get this thing done. Um, I just don't know if it'll be in game five or game six. I just know I don't think this is going to go seven at all. You know what I'm saying? In Miami, I think they've only lost, what is it, like two games all postseason? That's ridiculous. So this team's for real, and I think both teams in the West have got to be looking at this team very, very seriously if they get out of the Western, or whoever gets out of the Western Conference Finals because they are no joke. This team doesn't have a superstar, but they got a lot of role players, and Jimmy Butler is a star in his role. Now, there's a difference. He is a star in his role, and really so is everyone on this Miami squad. They all know their roles, and they play it to perfection. So whenever you got everybody on the same page like that and everybody on a string, you are a very dangerous basketball team, and they're proving it right now in the playoffs. So props to Miami. Well done. Now, speaking of a team that certainly surprised some people, but not me. If you guys remember when I first started this podcast, I did say before the playoffs started that the Nuggets are a dark horse team to go really deep because I loved what I saw from them in the seeding games of the bubble, and just this team's talent is through the roof. So now let's talk about them. Nuggets and Lakers. And before we talk about Game 4, which is on tonight, we've got to talk about my reaction to Game 3. Now, I'll be the first to admit I was wrong and I was dumb to pick L.A. in Game 3 because the Nuggets have shown their resilience all season long. So I should have known I should have known better 
that this team was going to be resilient and make this thing a series by winning game three, but I didn't. I thought maybe, you know, I thought really LeBron James would seize the moment. I thought, you know, he knows, he kind of sees that everything's kind of opened up for him this year to get his fourth ring. And I just expected him to just take it, man. That's what I expected. And we got to talk about the Nuggets. They won 114-106. And we got to talk about LeBron here because he's not off the hook. He's not off the hook. And I know he had a 30-point triple-double. Yeah, that's a great game. It is a great game. It certainly looks good on the stat sheet. He had 30 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. But this is the thing. This is the thing. I have not seen LeBron James really put his stamp on this series yet like he did Houston. He put his stamp on that series. Now, it may not have been in scoring every single night or anything like that, but he did it on the defensive end, blocking shots and everything of that, and with his leadership. I haven't seen that so far in this series, and it worries me a little bit. It worries me that the Lakers might be taking the Nuggets a little bit lightly. You know what I'm saying? Because LeBron in the Houston series seemed to be on everybody a lot more than he is right now against the Nuggets. I don't know why that is, and I don't know the reasoning for that, but it's not good. And LeBron James has not put his stamp on this series yet. I expect him to tonight. Let's just say that. I have. I do expect him to put his stamp on the series tonight. And those of you who saw, there was an article. I think it was by CBS Sports. They put out an article saying that LeBron James looks old. You know LeBron read that. And you know he didn't like that. If there's anyone who doesn't like being called old more than LeBron James, I'd like to know because this guy's hanging on to his hair for dear life because he doesn't want to be viewed as old. So this article calling him old, oh yeah. I expect a vintage playoff LeBron game tonight. Mainly because I think he's going to have to have one. I really do. He has to put his stamp on this series at some point in time. And tonight is the night. It's the night I'm predicting he does it. I think we're going to get a nice 30-point game out of him, a 30-point triple-double. And I know you just said, well, he wasn't that impactful last game, and he just had that. Well, he wasn't, though. I mean, he had most of his points in the fourth quarter, and you never really looked up and said, wow, you know, that's LeBron James. You didn't really look up and say that at all during that game or during the series. So I expect that tonight. I expect LeBron James to play like the best player in the world, like everyone knows he is. And it's time to show up right now. Look, the seas have opened for LeBron to get this fourth ring and to get there. It's up to him to take full advantage of it. It's not up to AD. It's not up to the Lakers' teammates. No. It is up to LeBron. And tonight, especially after that article, I expect him to be ultra-aggressive from the get-go. And that article, I don't know who wrote it. They must be a Laker fan, though, because... They certainly are trying to poke the bear and wake the monster up. So tonight, we'll see if LeBron does that. I certainly expect him to. And he needs to do it for a full game. We've seen him do it so far in these playoffs. He's played great in these playoffs. We've seen him. We haven't quite seen him go a full game, though. We've seen him have really good halves. We had, saw him have a really good fourth quarter last game. He's had a few good fourth quarters in this series and throughout the playoffs, but we have not really seen a full game, four quarters of LeBron James-type dominance that we're used to seeing. And I know AD's there, and he's got to do his part to get AD involved a little bit, but I just think tonight's the night that LeBron has one of those games, and I think he does it for four quarters 
And I think the Lakers are going to need it. And also, speaking of the Lakers, look, Davis, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee combined for just four rebounds in game three, man. That is just simply not acceptable. And Howard and McGee, they've got to be better because their one job on that team is to play defense and a rebound. No one's asking JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard to play any ounce of offense. You're on the floor for one reason, and that is to play defense, that is to mess with Joker, and that is to get rebounds. And four rebounds combined for all three of those guys, and all three of them are about seven feet tall, yeah, that is a problem, mainly because the Joker is not known as a great, great rebounder. So that just tells me the Lakers just didn't want it. They didn't have it. They didn't want it. And Anthony Davis, you better not be living off of that buzzer beater in game two because in the playoffs, that gets brushed behind teams real quick. You know, I hate to say it, but AD, just because you hit that buzzer beater doesn't mean you can just take the next game off. No, what we want to see is a killer mentality. Come out there and dominate the next game, too, which he did not do. I mean, he had a good game points-wise, but four rebounds, you can't have that. Can't have that for a defensive player of the year nominee. You know, you just you just can't. And But I do think it is good news for the Lakers that they only lost by eight points despite that. Despite them only getting four rebounds from their big men, they only lost by eight points. That's amazing. That is amazing. But the Nuggets did beat the Lakers on rebounds by 19. Clearly, that cannot happen if you're L.A. That needs to be something that you need to win the battle every single night. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. In L.A., I mean, they are in good shape, I still think, because of the fact they only had four rebounds and still only lost by eight. I mean, that's a good sign. But L.A., they're a team that struggles mightily when they don't hit the three at a good clip. And I'm looking at them, six six threes made. That's it. Do the math. That's only 18 points off of three-pointers. They're, they're great, great, and what, probably the toughest team to beat in the league when they make about 10, 11, 12 threes. So six isn't going to be enough, and it wasn't enough, especially when you got the Nuggets making 11, and they're shooting 37% from the three, and you're shooting 23%. So that's not good there for the Lakers. Points in the paint was good, though. They had 64. Nuggets had 48. So, obviously, the Lakers, that's what they do. That's They get the points in the paint. That is what they do. That's their staple, especially on offense with LeBron and AD. LeBron, there's no better driver of the basketball in the history of the sport. And AD, you know what he does inside. He gets those putbacks, and he does a lot of good stuff inside. But AD, four rebounds combined ain't going to get it done. It's not. And I'm looking at AD. Let's see how many rebounds he had. Two rebounds. That's not enough, sir. You need to get in there and you need to bang with those fellas and get some boards because two rebounds is just not enough. And to me, AD, that might signal that you're playing a little bit too much out on the perimeter, man. You need to get in the block a little more, mix it up with those fellas, and really establish your dominance. That is what AD needs to do. I expect AD, McGee, and Howard to all respond tonight because quite simply... They're going to have to. The Nuggets get this game tonight, and we have got a series. So I expect the Lakers to come out with a lot more urgency than they did in Game 3 because they didn't play with any urgency until that fourth quarter, and they came rumbling back. I really thought they were going to pull off that comeback, 
obviously they couldn't because the Nuggets held them off. And now we've held off on talking about the Nuggets. So let's talk about them. The dark horse team in the West that I picked, and they're showing it right now. And we look at game three. Jeremy Grant was spectacular. Talk about spectacular. 26 points. Now, are you going to count on him to do that every game? No, but he's had a few games, these playoffs, where he's played really, really well. And really, it's the story of this whole Nuggets team all playoffs. Yeah, they have Jamal. Yes, they have Nikola. They have the Joker. But it's really been a lot of guys stepping up when needed for this basketball team. And they just have a lot of guys in their rotation that can step up. And speaking of Jamal Murray, I don't know what else anybody needs to see. But Jamal Murray has arrived, people. Jamal Murray is here. And with his emergence, guess what? The Denver Nuggets are here. Jamal Murray was spectacular last game. I'll look at his stats here. He was spectacular, obviously. He had 28 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. I mean, that's insane. That is truly insane for one Jamal Murray. And he hit the dagger three to get and gave the Lakers the shimmy, man. He did that. He gave the Lakers the shimmy after hitting that clutch three, clutch of all clutch threes that was for Jamal Murray. And I would dare to say that Jamal Murray, that was Steph Curry-esque. Jamal Murray's reminded me a lot of Steph Curry throughout these playoffs. I don't know about you guys, but... He is playing Steph Curry-esque right now, and he's hitting tough three-point shots that are also Steph Curry-esque. Maybe not as deep as Curry, but hands in the face and all of that. And he's hitting them. Props to Jamal Murray. He's playing like a beast right now. And I'll say it again for those of you that don't know. Jamal Murray has arrived. And here's the beautiful part. You don't even have to take my word to believe it. Just look at his playoff numbers. I'm going to read you something that you're going to think is crazy, but it's true. Jamal Murray's current per game averages in the 2020 playoffs, 26.6 points on 50.5% from the field, 6.5 assists, and 5 rebounds. All right? You want to know the list of players to average 26, 6, and 5 while shooting over 50% in a postseason run? (laughs) The other two. Besides Jamal Murray, I'll I'll give you a little secret. The other two are considered number one and two in the GOAT conversation. It is only LeBron, MJ, and Jamal Murray. That's big time stuff, folks. That's big time. And I know, you know, you can do it for a series, but this guy's done it now for about three series. So there's a point where it stops becoming a blip and it becomes a trend. And it's starting to become a trend, which means Jamal Murray has arrived. Like I said, don't take my word for it. Just listen to the numbers because we all know the saying, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And Jamal Murray called for people to put some respect on the Nuggets' name, and he's backing it up. And you know what? This team is gaining respect nationally. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. One thing I love about this team is they don't complain. They don't do none of that. They don't get into that type of game. They just play basketball. And you got to love them for it. 
They are gaining respect by the game. And if they really want their respect, if they really want people to look at them really serious, which people like me, people who know basketball knows this team's serious. You know, no matter what they do this year, they could go to the finals this year and win. It wouldn't shock me. But no matter what they do this year, you best believe this team's going to be a problem next year. All of this confidence they're gaining from this run, giving Michael Porter Jr. a full season under his belt, maybe getting Bull Bull in the mix as well. Oh, this this team, yeah, this no nobody going into next year, nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to want to see this team. Really. Nobody is going to want to see this team, and one reason why they're getting national respect also is because they play their best when their backs are against the wall. That is when this team shows up, and that's that's great. That's great for their coach, Mike Malone. You got to give him props because he gets this team ready to go. He lights a fire under there, you know what, to get them ready to go. And you got to give credit to the Nuggets because that's pressurized basketball, man. When you're on the verge of going home, that's pressure. And they've shown out, and Jamal Murray's shown out. And we all know what Jokic does. Game two, before Davis hit that buzzer beater, people forget Jokic hit a shot right in Davis's grill. That happened. And Jokic does that quite often. Think about the Jazz series. He's a clutch player. And Jokic was great in game three with 22 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, the Nuggets have everything that they need to be serious title threats. And they're showing that. This year, and even Murray's guy Jokic said after last game, my guy Jamal Murray is a superstar. That's high praise from the Joker. We all know how the Joker sees the game of basketball, and we all know you got you got to say that about your teammate. But Jamal Murray's actually proved it so far in this postseason. You know what I'm saying? He really has. And to get that kind of compliment from your best player, it's got to feel good for Jamal Murray. It's got to feel good. And this team, this team's a problem. But like I said, if they want more national respect tonight, they got to win. And so let's just get on about tonight's game. So what happens tonight? We got a game four tonight. Do the Nuggets not up the series or do the Lakers take a 3-1 lead? And as we all know, the Lakers sent in that note to the NBA about LeBron not getting enough free throw opportunities. And before I even get into whether or not I agree or disagree with what the Lakers did, I do got to say, I don't like it. I mean, I'm a LeBron guy. I'm a Laker guy. I don't like it, though. I really don't. I don't like it from LeBron. I I I just don't. I mean, handle it privately. And also... What I have a problem with is when you do it after you lose. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it after you Because then it's just an excuse. Don't make an excuse. And also, don't let the Nuggets think that you're making... Like, the Nuggets have got to see that, read that, and believe, wow, you know, we're getting in this guy's head. We really are. This guy thinks he needs all the foul calls in order to beat us. And that just ups the Denver Nuggets' confidence. LeBron's got to be better than that. And whether, like I said, whether or not I agree or disagree, you just you, you can't do that after a loss. There's ways to handle it, and there's ways not to. And after a loss, I just don't think it is. Now, if it was a problem, it wasn't a problem when you were winning. You know, I mean, just call it what it is. What I mean, and I I could agree, but I also think there's two sides to it because 
I think LeBron is extremely hard to officiate, much like Shaquille O'Neal. Both of those players, I really don't think you can guard any one of those players without fouling. So then it just comes down to, all right, well, what is substantial enough contact? What if what is substantial enough contact for it to be called a foul? You can disagree with me if you want, but LeBron is so big, so powerful, so much more athletic than other guys that they really don't have a choice but to foul him. So it's up to the officials to decide, hey, what warrants a free throw and what doesn't? You know? It really does. But I don't like it from LeBron. I don't want to hear that from LeBron. And I, I don't like what I've heard from the Lakers really all bubble, man. I mean, they've played well. They've shown out. But like I just talked about the Nuggets, they don't complain. They've had to play every other day, basically, the whole playoff bubble. You haven't heard one peep about a complaint. Not one. Could I say the same if it was the Lakers in that situation? Probably not, because they've been complaining all bubble. They've also complained about how the 9 o'clock Eastern time starts are too late for them. I mean, come on. I get that that's late, 9 p.m., but you realize it's only that late so the fans in L.A. can watch the game because down there it starts at 6. I mean, they do get that, right? So, I mean, I, I just, I I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the look of it. I don't like it. Now, I do expect LeBron to get a favorable whistle tonight, and it's really going to be up to the Nuggets to really, really, you know, play well to kind of eliminate that. I mean, I think the Nuggets are going to have to shoot the three ball well. They're going to have to do the things that they did against the Clippers. And I think LeBron, you know, with that with that memo going into the league, oh, yeah, you can expect him to be ultra aggressive. He's going to be driving the ball probably all night long. And he's probably going to get some foul calls. And we can argue whether or not it's warranted or not or all that, but the, I don't like the fact that he complained about it. But I also can sit here and tell you that I also think that he doesn't get as many free throws as he should because you can't guard him without fouling him. doesn't mean you need to call fouls every time, no, but, I mean, he should be shooting more free throws than James Harden. Uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, James Harden shoots more free throws on step-back threes than LeBron gets when he drives to the basket, and you cannot tell me that LeBron's not getting raked every time he goes to the basket. So there is a little problem there, and LeBron did complain about it. I don't like it, but we'll see how it shapes up tonight because I do think he will get a favorable whistle. And like I said, I do think he's going to have a monster game. But still, it doesn't mean that I have to like the fact that he did it, you know? And I can probably tell you for a fact that the Nuggets didn't like it. And I know for a fact that the Nugget fans <laughs> didn't like it. So... Be interesting to see what happens. Also, you know, we got to move on to the Nuggets here tonight because in game three, they controlled the pace of the ball game. And this also goes to LeBron. He needs to have a full game like playoff LeBron. We all know playoff LeBron. He controls the pace of the game. Nobody controls the pace of the game better than one LeBron James. Nobody does. Nobody ever has. That's just factual. But the Nuggets, they played at their pace in game three. And the Lakers... By that fourth quarter, I mean, I guess both teams did, but especially the Lakers. The Lakers looked exhausted. And that's because the Nuggets have played every other day, it seems like, for about th two to three months now. So they're in terrific game shape. 
the Lakers have ended their series in five games and they've gotten a lot of time off. So they're not in the same type of game shape as the Nuggets are. And I think it showed at the end of that game, especially. I mean, there was a lot of guys that looked gassed. Anthony Davis was walking up the floor, holding his hips, not even running. That's a problem. That's an issue because why are you so tired? You only had two rebounds. Obviously, you're not putting in effort down there. So, you know, why are you so tired? Who knows? But they did look gassed, and I think that's important for the Nuggets tonight. If they want to win tonight, they've got to control the pace of the game. They have to. That's their key to winning. And that's also the Lakers' key to winning. If the Lakers control the pace of play, they'll win. So, very interesting going into tonight's game. Now we got to get into my prediction here to end the show. And my prediction tonight, you, you heard me say that I think LeBron has a monster night. And I think the Lakers get the job done tonight. And if I had to guess a final score, I'll go Lakers 109, Nuggets 101. I think the Lakers come out very, very energized and with a lot more of a sense of urgency this game than they did the last game. They've got to know now this Nugget team's for real. You don't want to play with this team. You don't want to give them opportunity after opportunity because the Nuggets are looking at this series thinking, damn, without that AD buzzer beater, this would be 2-1 us, and we feel pretty good. So if you're the Lakers, you do not have any margin to mess around with tonight. I think LeBron knows that. I think AD knows that. It's a team full of veterans. I think they all know that. I think they show up tonight. I hope they show up tonight. Because if they don't, there might be a little concern in Lakerland. Because it will be a series. And then 2-2, when you got a best of three after that, it turns into a dogfight. I don't know if the Lakers want that right now. So I'll go Lakers tonight, 109-101. But don't count the Nuggets out. I don't feel good about it. I certainly wouldn't go to Vegas and bet on it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So don't count the Nuggets out. I think the Nuggets will be there in this game till the bitter end. But I think the Lakers pull away in the end. I think LeBron James puts on a spectacular performance and really controls the pace of the game. But we'll ultimately have to find out tonight. And I, like you, absolutely cannot wait for that game. But that'll do it for today's show, folks. This, of course, is Above the Rim. I am your host, Tyler. It is Thursday, September 24th. Thank you for joining me, however you may be listening. And don't forget, if you like the podcast, go to Spotify, give it a follow, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It means the world to me, and I appreciate all of the positive feedback I've gotten so far. It's been fantastic. I've had a great time doing it, and I'm just ready to continue it going. You know what I'm saying? But also, don't forget to share it around with all of your friends who love basketball as well, because the more, the merrier. The more people we can get to talk about basketball, the more fun it is, the more differing of opinions, and we can really get into some sweet debates and everything of that nature. But like I said, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you guys for joining me, and we will see you here next time.